I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to an episode of the Steelers Burning Question. This is a show that if you've never listened before, we rotate among our hosts. Brian Anthony Davis was supposed to be hosting this show, but he is literally out in the woods somewhere. And so I said, you know what? We'll flip weeks. I'll do this week, you do next week. And so here I am, Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for this week's burning question. But before we get to that question, I want to take a minute and speak to those people that are listening in audio form. Not that those people that watch us on YouTube, you can go to YouTube, search BTSE Steelers Radio to find our YouTube feed. But for those that listen in audio form, I, I had a moment this morning where I... I was looking at iTunes and I don't use iTunes a lot. I'm a Spotify guy. And I said, you know what? I haven't checked out our feed in a long time. And so I brought up the behind the steel curtain feed and I was looking at our rating and we have a four and a half out of five star rating. And I was reading some of the reviews and I was just floored. Um, This the last time I had checked our reviews on iTunes. It was awful Um, based on the fact that I was looking at stuff that was going back to our blog talk radio days and they were complaining about the sound quality, but the reviews recently have just been outstanding. 
and people have been praising us for better sound quality, for good content, for good hosts. And I have you all to thank for it. And so a lot of people, I've said this on every show, but a lot of people say, how can we help the show? And a lot of people don't want to give money to the show. That's fine. I totally understand that. But at the same time, helping the show can be in so many different ways. Like if you're watching live on YouTube, just hitting the thumbs up button on our videos is a is an immense help. Um, subscribing to our channel, commenting on videos. If you're an audio listener, whether it's on Spotify, following the channel, subscribing to our channel on iTunes so that you get a, no a notification every time we, pr we publish one of our shows, um, giving us a good rating really, really helps. It really does. And so th this helps in people say, how does it help? Like, how does that help? How does hitting the thumbs up button help? It's all part of an algorithm. And on iTunes, anytime someone types in Steelers podcast, ours will come up. If we have good ratings, good reviews, people listen, our content is good, which I believe it is. So if you agree and believe that it is, go over to iTunes, go to Google Play, go to follow the show, give us a good rating. I appreciate it. Okay, so those of us that are watching live on YouTube, let's get this thing started in the live chat. A couple people are already chiming in. Reed's here. Joel's here. Snowman checking in. Joel is making a comment about my beard. Look, I'm just keeping the scruff look. When I cut my hair, I do the same length on my face. Once the summer rolls around, it'll all be gone. Um, not doing the whole bushy beard anymore. I did that this winter, and man, it, it got a little crazy. That thing was raging. It was raging. And it doesn't take long for me to grow a beard. That's a blessing and a curse. But let's get right to the Steelers talk for those that are joining us this Saturday. It's kind of midday, 127 here on the East Coast as we're getting kicked off. And the, the burning question stems from, <clears throat> excuse me, a question that Lance Williams said on our Standard is a Standard show, which debuts on Wednesdays, typically around 8.30 or 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. He said that we were talking about available free agents. And he was like, okay, well, it, a lot of this, all it depends, it all depends on how the Steelers evaluate or value their free agents. Like that's what this is all about. And I said, man, that's a great question. Said that live on the air at the time. How do the Steelers value their upcoming free agents? That's the burning question for this week. And I think that even though we are outsiders looking in, we are fans that are just following the team. If you look at trends, if you look at how the Steelers handle things like playing time, you look at how the Steelers handle things like um, how they've negotiated possible deals in the past, you can get a glimpse into how the Pittsburgh Steelers view these particular players. And so what I wanted to do on this particular episode of the Steelers burning question is I wanted to go through the un- restricted free agents, as well as the restricted free agents. I'm not going into the other types because I, the Steelers still have an immense amount of control over those players. And those players are typically uh, second, third, filling out the depth chart type players. We're talking Marcus Allen, Tuzar Skipper, et cetera. So let's start off with restricted free agents. Okay, restricted free agents, the Steelers still have control over them, but because they are restricted, the Steelers can place a tender on that particular player. Um, and so in the past, like last year, BJ Finney was a restricted free agent. They placed, I want to say, a second or third round tender on him. So what that means is that if another team says, we want to get BJ Finney on our team, we want him on our team. So they can go out and they can say, all right, we're going to give you this much money. Now the Steelers have 
the right to last refusal. So that means that they can match that deal and Finney would stay in Pittsburgh. Or if they lose him, they would get that tendered pick back. So if it was a second round pick on Finney and another team comes in and they take him and the Steelers decide not to match the contract, then they would get a second round pick in his place. That's how restricted free agency works for the, for the most part. And you don't, it's rare that you see that pick being given. Now, Finney, when he gets that two or second or third uh, round tender, that also dictates his upcoming pay. So the higher the tender, meaning second, third, fourth, also dictates how much he will make in that particular year before he hits and becomes an unrestricted free agent, which he is this year. That sounds confusing. I hope I made that as clear as possible, but that's what the, these restricted free agents are looking for. And this is a clear cut. There's no discussion about it. When the Steelers place a tender on an RFA, a restricted free agent, you understand how they value that particular player. So whether Finney got a third or a second last year, I think it might've been a third. That speaks highly of how they view him as a player. So these, these players, we will know this. Okay. We'll know this. So let's look at the list. Mike Hilton is a restricted free agent this year. Again, he played a lot of snaps in 2019. I definitely believe that they're going to give him a high tender. He's going to get paid more than he did last year, probably by two, three, four, I would say threefold, probably, uh, in regards to how much he'll make before hitting unrestricted free agent. Now, some people say, why don't they just give him a contract? Why don't they just lock him up? Well, the way that the current collective bargaining agreement is set up, the Steelers still have control over him for at least one more year. So if you're talking about a business, now this is really lousy for Mike Hilton, but if you're talking about just as a business, you would be foolish, in my opinion, to give Mike Hilton a contract based on the fact that you still have control over him for this season. I hope that makes sense to everyone out there. Yeah, it stinks for Mike Hilton because he would rather have a long-term deal, but for a business, and the Steelers are a business, a billion-dollar business, they are saying, we don't need to give him a new contract now. We'll talk about that before he becomes an unrestricted free agent, which will happen in 2021, depending on if the Players Union and the NFL can get their act together with a new collective bargaining agreement. Okay, Matt Filer. You're going to see a trend here amongst these free agents that we're going to talk about. And a lot of them are offensive linemen. So Matt Filer, restricted free agent. He started this season and is the only member of the Steelers offensive line starting that is under the age of 30. And so he's valuable. He's very valuable. The Steelers are going to want to keep him around. Then you get into two players that are kind of, nah, I guess you know, keep him, I guess. I don't know. You get Jordan Dangerfield and Matt Canada. Canaday, I think that's how you say it. Canaday is the long snapper. Jordan Dangerfield is a depth safety and special teams player. I definitely understand that, you know, I, I just, Dangerfield, he's been around forever. Maybe you offer him a one-year deal. Maybe he'll sign a tender that's, I don't, even, I don't even know, but I think they probably want Dangerfield back for special teams and depth, especially at safety. Canaday, how valuable is a long snapper? Cameron Kennedy. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Thank you, Reed, for <laughs> correcting me there. It's it's a situation where how valuable is a long that the Steelers drafted a long snapper, Colin Hulb out of Louisville in the sixth round. So how valuable is the position to them? It's valuable enough that 
since Greg Warren has retired, they've tried, they're trying to find that guy. I think they probably keep him because I, I don't, other than a false start, I don't foresee any issues with the snapper. Here's a tough one. Last restricted free agent for the Pittsburgh Steelers entering the 2020 offseason is Zach Banner. Now, Zach Banner, if you follow him on social media, he's been working his butt off. And he is the type of guy that he sees there's a potential opening. If you think about the guard situation, if they if the Steelers decide to let Ramon Foster go, cut him, cap savings, cap casualty, if they decide to do that, then where are they going to fill that guard? Is it going to be by taking Filer and moving him to guard? If so, guess what just opened up? The right tackle job. And so remember that you know they traded away, um, obviously, Marcus Gilbert last year to Arizona before he tore his ACL. Gerald Hawkins got traded to Tampa Bay before the season started. It would be between Banner and Chooksakorafor. And I, Zach Banner has the look of a guy that's like, hey, I'm, I'm not just wanting to be a tight end eligible tackle that's going to come in and help run block. I want to be the guy at right tackle. I like that mentality. I think the Steelers like him a lot. And I think that they're going to definitely tender Zach Banner. Um, but again, these restricted free agents, it's very crystal clear how they view them based on the fact that if they want to keep them around, it's going to be pretty much a, it's going to be pretty much put out there for the public, you know, second round tender, third round tender, et cetera, et cetera. Now is when we get into the dicey stuff, the unrestricted free agents. Now there's a couple right off the bat that we can just check off and say they don't value them at all. It's very clear and obvious. They're going to be playing elsewhere in 2020 players like Artie Burns. Artie Burns is an unrestricted free agent and it's pretty much crystal clear that by the time Justin Lane took over his job on special teams, that it was, it was time to go. And the Steelers don't like to do this. They've only done it twice since the rule was put in place that you can put a fifth-year option on a rookie contract for a first-round pick. They've only done it twice. They didn't pick it up, and that was with none other than Jarvis Jones and now Artie Burns. So Artie Burns will be playing somewhere else next year. I'm pretty much – I have also said that the writing is on the wall for Mr. Sean Davis, second-round pick of that same draft. And I just think that because the Steelers acquired Minka Fitzpatrick, because they put a first-round draft pick into Terrell Edmonds, there's really just no need for Sean Davis anymore. And why would Sean Davis want to come back? Some Steeler fans like to say, well, Sean Davis could be a valuable piece of the puzzle based on the fact that he's played both safety positions. He's also played slot cornerback or in-the-box safety. Well, yes, that's true. But why would he choose to stay in Pittsburgh? Who is cap-strapped, by the way, in terms of money? And all of a sudden, yeah, let me just take a pay cut to stay here and be a backup. That's not how players think. That's not how agents think, nor should it be how they think. And so Sean Davis is going to go out, and he's going to see what he can find. He didn't play hardly at all this season due to a torn labrum in his shoulder. He'll be fresh. He'll be ready to go. I'm sure he'll get some looks elsewhere, but I think it's safe to say that Sean Davis is gone. Another player that is not even really worth talking about is LT Walton. LT Walton was brought in midseason to help with depth. That was after Stefan Tuitt got hurt. And so LT Walton was let go uh, the previous season, and they picked him up off the bench, off the couch, I should say, and put him on the bench. He was rarely even active during games. They're not going to go and make any extensive effort to bring him back. Maybe they will eventually, but at the same time, there you go. 
Now we get into some dicey situations. We're not, we're not getting to the big players. We're going to do that at the end. I'm going to tease it out. Let's stretch this thing out a little bit, all right? Uh, let's go with um, Brian Shazier. I, I hate to say this, but Brian Shazier is technically an unrestricted free agent in both Art Rooney II and multiple other people that know a lot more about contracts and the CBA and salary cap and all that stuff have said the same thing. His contract, they got lucky in 2018 that his contract told over into 2019. From what I've gathered, it's not going to happen again. And so the Steelers are going to have to have a really tough conversation with Ryan Shazier. I hate to even talk about this because you wanted, it would be perfect if somehow his contract could just toll over every single season and he would continue to get paid. He continued to be a part of the team. He would continue to, train at the facility. And I'm not saying that that won't happen, but it just seems to me that as the man is still recovering from that horrific spinal injury in 2017 in Cincinnati on Monday night football, that they're going to have to have a discussion that says, Hey, and we want to keep you, but at the same time, we have to figure out how, in other words, are we going to sign you on the coaching staff? in which case you're not a player anymore. Are we going to bring you in as a scout? Because then you're not a player anymore. Or we want to give you the veteran minimum contract and we're going to put you on injured reserve, or the, you know, the, yeah, the IR. But is he going to want that? I, there's just It's a conversation that I, from what we gather from Art Rooney second and the comments that he made, they haven't had that conversation yet. But man, that conversation is going to be tough. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're rooting for him. And people ask me all the time, Jeff, should Ryan Shazier play again? How am I to say that? You know, how am I to say whether he can play again? A, I've not, I'm not around his rehab. B, I, I have no input on whether he wants to play. All I can say is that I support Ryan Shazier and whatever he does. Period. If he says, you know what? I, I've realized that my family's more important. I'm happy where I am. I want to become a coach. I'm going to be brought on as a coach and all this stuff then good for you, Ryan Shazier. I'm rooting for you. But if Ryan Shazier says, I still want to play this game, and I'm not going to be content with where I am in my life, I'm not going to be content until I can put on a helmet again and go play, who am I to say that that's not good? It's not my life. So Ryan Shazier, if that's what you want to do, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for him no matter what. But this is one of those, when I was writing down the list, of unrestricted free agents. I looked up Dave's article that he published well into the op, the well right after the season ended. And I was like, man, gosh, this is, this, this would be one of the most difficult conversations that I'm sure that Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney, the second could ever have with a player. Unbelievably difficult, difficult on all parties, difficult for Mike Tomlin who drafted this kid, difficult for Art Rooney, the second who has to think about, I have to worry about my team that I own team president, but I also look after you because he views him as almost like a, a son. I'm sure in terms of all they've been through 
and Kevin Colbert, who has to figure out that this is our roster. I have to do what's best for our roster. And in, in the salary cap, you know, this all counts. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. He's tough. It, we, we always bring up Shazier at least once, once a month, it seems, and it doesn't get any easier in terms of the decisions that are going to have to be made and things like that. So they value Ryan Shazier. They absolutely value, because that's the ultimate question here if you're joining us late. The, the burning question is, how do they value their free agents? And absolutely, Ryan Shazier is valued in one way, shape, or form. And so I think it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. That'll pan out soon. Um, Thaddeus Kennedy says, I, I bet they've already had this conversation, maybe in some way, shape, or form. Um, but I don't think it's been, you know, I, I don't think it's been recent enough. We'll see. Art Rooney II, it hasn't been that long. He said they hadn't had that conversation. Michael O'Malley, I'll put this on the screen. He said, it's cut and dry to me. If he can't take the field, they move on. Take it, take him as a coach. Like, yeah, it's easy for us to sit here and talk about that and type that. It's different if you really, really think about the situation. I mean, if you want to be a cutthroat, cutthroat boss, Art Rooney goes in and says, Ryan, sit down. Ryan, you can't play right now. Period. We're not going to pay you a player salary, so you can join the coaching staff or you can find somewhere else. Who's who? Where else is he going to go? That's not that cut and dry to me. Maybe to you, and we're all entitled to your opinion. That's fine, but that's just not it for me. All right, so let's go to the next player. Don't want to spend too much time on Ryan Shazier. Gets me going. Dirty Red, Tyler Medikevich for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was drafted in the seventh round. Um, value, value. What is his value to the team? He's a special teams player. I don't know if he's a special teams captain. Someone in the live chat could let me know. I can't remember if he was or wasn't. I think he might've been. I remember him going out to some coin tosses this year, but how much are you willing to pay a special teams ace? If you consider him to be an, a special teams ace, that's the question. I don't view him as even inside linebacker depth anymore. The things that they want their inside linebackers to do, he can't do them. He just can't. He's not fast enough. He's not athletic enough. If if playing inside linebacker was just tackling, he'd be fine. He'd be fine. See the ball, tackle the ball. He does that. He won awards in college at Temple for that. But at the same time, that's not NFL Pittsburgh Steelers inside linebacker play anymore. He, he's, he's just not laterally fast enough. He's not a sideline to sideline player. So if you think the Steelers value him, it better be on the cheap. That's all I'm going to say. I fully expect him to be able to, hey, go go test the waters. Go see if you can get a good deal. Here's what we're thinking for you. Slide the piece of paper across the table. Has a number on it. Might be lower than you think. Go check the waters. Test him out. Dip your little toe in there. And then if you come back, this is what we'll give you. That's what I expect them to do with Tyler Medikevich, and we'll see how that pans out. Now, I do want to say that uh, Ryan Kellerman says that he filled in as the special teams captain when Roosevelt Knicks was put on injured reserve. Thank you, guys. Reed, you said the same thing. I appreciate that. All right. Um, let's go to the next player, Nick Vanette. Nick Vanette's got a lot of airtime on our channel recently, uh, especially when uh, Lance and I did a whole podcast on tight ends, and then tight ends were featured as well on our last The Standard is the Standard uh, where we talked about pending free agents. And because he is a pending free agent, he was discussed. I think that the Steelers value him based on why. 
They traded for him. Think about that. They made an in-season trade with the Seattle Seahawks for Nick Vanette. You don't do that. Obviously, if you don't have a need, they do. In number two, B, I forget what I said, A or B, um, you value him because you made that trade. You gave up draft capital for him. So, yes, they value Nick Vanette. And I think they're going to try to keep him. I just don't. And here's the here's the thing that is a plus for the Steelers in the future was a negative for the Steelers in 2019. He didn't put up any good numbers. It would be one thing if he came in, they put him out there when McDonald was injured. He just went nuts, had a bunch of catches, red zone threat, touchdowns didn't happen. A lot of that was because of quarterback play. We understand that, but it didn't happen. So I think they can get him on the cheap. Think a two, three-year deal, not going to be anything that in the front end is going to be very much in terms of salary cap hit for 2020. I'm thinking like a, a nice little signing bonus. He makes like $1.3 million at the first year. It might inflate to two to three in the second and third. I say I, I would sign him. Give him, give him a three-year deal. Three-year deal that's more like a two-year deal. You see those deals in the, in the NFL all the time. So that's what I think. I think Vanette stays, and I think they do value him. Why? Because Vanette was an in-season trade acquisition. So this is one of those situations where I, I preface this conversation with based on the fact that there are some things you can look at that are going to help you understand how they value that particular player, and the trading in-season for him is definitely one of those. Okay, next player. Now we're getting down to the last three, and they are tough. Tough because these players are valued. That's not the discussion, but it's how much do they value them? How far are they willing to go to bring them back or to keep them? The first is BJ Finney. Now, BJ Finney, undrafted player, Kansas State. We all know the story. He was a big Steeler fan before he was even drafted. He was ecstatic. Everyone's seen the video of him in his cowboy hat when he got the phone call and he was going to the Steelers, his childhood team. Um, really, really cool. And BJ Finney has been everything that everyone, everything that fans, I think probably the coaching staff too, expected when it comes to being inside interior offensive line depth. He can play center. That's his natural position. He's proven he can play a really good guard. Anytime Ramon Foster was out, David DeCastro missed some time this year and he filled in um, every every time but one game. Everyone forgets that against the Rams with Aaron Donald coming into Heinz Field, they moved Matt Filer to guard because they wanted to help with pass protection. That's the only time that I can think where Ramon Foster or David DeCastro missed a game and B.J. Finney did not fill in. Now, B.J. Finney is quality depth, and I think that because he does have a decent amount of tape out there that he's going to get a very, very lucrative deal. Um out there on the open market. Again, I think that the way that I described the Steelers handling Medikavich is going to be the way they handle a lot of their free agents. Write a number on a piece of paper, slide it across the table. Hey, here's the thing. We're, we're going to have a lot of cap space next year, so we're going to have to make this work. We want to keep you. This is the best we can do. Go see how free agency does. And, and you've seen it with Calvin Beecham. You've seen it with uh, Chris Hubbard. They get better deals out there, and they they can't they can't turn them down. I've said it before. I said it on the Steelers preview the other night. I think I said it on the standards of standard on Wednesday. The only way, in my opinion, they bring Finney back is if he takes a, a discount. 
if he says, I've loved this team. I love this organization. I love this coach. I'm going to stay and I'll even take a little less Tuesday. It's the only way I think they keep him. I think they value him a lot. He covers up a lot of space, his versatility, being able to play both guard positions and center. That is a lot of value. And you might even, some might even say that he could be the next center. If Marquise Pouncey only plays the same length as Ben Roethlisberger. So if, if Pouncey has two more years, if you sign Finney to a three or four year contract, he would be your center moving forward after Pouncey's done. I don't know if he's that type of player. We'll see. But in terms of value, oh, they value BJ Finney a lot. But can they sign him? I just don't. Th- I don't see it unless he takes a unless he takes a discount. A yeah, we'll, we'll call it a discount. Next, we go to Gravedigger, Javon Hargrave, Jay Wobble, as they called him his rookie season. It is crazy to think about the draft class of Artie Burns, Sean Davis, and Javon Hargrave, three players that played a lot in their rookie seasons, possibly all being gone after their rookie deals. But that's what this dealer's face. Javon Hargrave is a part-time player, performed very, very well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had six and a half sacks in 2018, filled in. I, I thought he was awesome. This past year, filling in for Stefan Tuitt. I was wrong the other night on the Steelers uh, preview where I asked Brian and Dave essentially, you know, if Stefan Tuitt doesn't get hurt, does Javon Hargrave play as much as he did? And Dave said that he was on pace to, to play more this season that even with Stefan Tuitt went before he got hurt, before he tore his pectoral muscle. So I think there's a team out there that values him more than the Steelers value him. Because the one thing I can't get through my head is that the Steelers knew what they had with him. They did. I mean, here's a guy that in 2018 had six and a half sacks as a part-time player. They knew what they had in him, and just they just never found ways to get him on the field on a consistent basis. And I get it. When you have Stefan Tewitt and Cameron Hayward, you have a lot of money tied up into those players. I understand why Javon Hargrave getting him on the field is not a priority. But at the same time, there's a part of me that is, hey, you know what? Hargrave, you've performed well. I hope you get, I hope you really cash in somewhere, you know, because I think he's a good guy. Seems like he's always been, you know, upfront with the, the fans and the media. I think that Hargrave is going to get a very big deal from someone out there that is not the Pittsburgh Steelers because the Steelers just can't afford to keep him. And so, although they do value Hargrave, I don't know how much they really do value him. And you think about what I just said. He was a part-time player. You know what I mean? It's part-time player. And even though he performed well, every time he was on the field, they just never really showed the value in him by playing him a lot. So I don't see Hargrave coming back and the value. If I were to rate this on a one to 10, 10 being they value him. No one, they don't value anyone more. And one being they don't value him at all. I'm going to say he's probably around a six. That might be crazy to some people, but look at look at what we know. He just didn't play that much, period. If they valued him like to an eight or a nine, he would never come off the field. Think about TJ Watt. TJ Watt's a 10. He's never coming off the field. Are you kidding me? Unless he needs a breather, he's a 10. Cameron Hayward's a 10. That's what that that's why I just don't think they value Hargrave as much as he'll get somewhere else. So good luck to him. That's what I say. Last but certainly not least. Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree. They have options with Dupree. I don't know if they want to go down those roads, 
You can try to get him to a long-term contract. The Steelers are saying all the right things with Bud Dupree. He's our priority. After he played, yes, we definitely want to keep him. All this stuff. Art Rooney II, Mike Tomlin, they've all said it. All of them. The one thing I can't get through my head, and some might point to injury, some might point to other extenuating circumstances, like the fact that he switched from the left side to the right side. He's more comfortable on that side. I don't know. He hasn't done it consistently. 2019 was awesome. 11 and a half sacks. Awesome. He played great in run support. That's something that, in my opinion, is not being talked about enough when it comes to Bud Dupree. Not at all. And it's one of those situations. And you look at how he is developing, but my gosh, are you willing to pay Bud Dupree, who I think the most he had, the most sacks he had, and let's be honest, that's the number one statistic people point to when you think about outside linebackers prior to 2019 was maybe six and a half. I know that Lance always throws out the statistic that in three years, TJ Watt has more sacks than Dupree in five. So how do they value Bud Dupree? They value him. They value him because of he and Watt. They value him because if you can have bookend pass rushers, boy, it makes your life on defense a heck of a lot easier. But do they value him to the point of $16 million for one year with a franchise tag? Do they value him to have to really open up the, the checkbook and pay him a significant sum of money that could potentially set your team back financially in the future? That I'm not sure about. That no one is sure about. I don't know, and I would love to be I'd love to be privy to this information. I'd love to know what Dupree's in his he and his agent. What are their numbers that they're thinking? You know, like what are their numbers? Are they thinking four, five years? How much guaranteed money? How much are they thinking for a signing bonus? How much are they thinking? I, I would love to know that information. But at the same time, it, with the cap, and this is talked about ad nauseum with Ian Whetstone. If you haven't listened to that podcast two weeks ago, Friday night, Lance had Ian Whetstone, who's a salary cap guru on his show. Yeah, I said it. It was tremendous. And they talked a lot about Bud Dupree and this options that the Steelers have. And let me give you the the Cliff's notes, the Cliff notes version of the abridged version of the discussion they had about Bud Dupree. If you're going to keep him, you better be ready to cut a lot of players. Period. We're talking about guys like Foster. We're talking about players like Chicolo. We're talking about not picking up Vance McDonald's. Uh, club option. We're talking about a lot of different things, a lot of players that would be gone. And so you ask yourself in terms of value, and that's the crux of today's discussion on this Steelers burning question podcast. How do they value him? How much do they value Bud Dupree more than all those other players combined more than Mark Barron? If you want to cut him, all these, all these players that you're talking about, oh, they'd save $4 million here. They'd save $5 million here. They'd save $3 million here. Is Bud Dupree worth all of those players leaving your team? That's the value. Be interesting. I'm leaning more and more. The more I think about it, the more I talk about it, I'm leaning more and more towards the Steelers saying, you know what, Bud? We're going we're gonna to franchise tag you, but then we're going to we'll try to move you. But that's a dangerous game because if you franchise tag him, you have to have that $16 million already freed up in your salary cap. 
And I know that the there's going to be an in there's going to be an increase in the salary cap there is every year. But at the same time, God, the more I think about it, the value of all those players, I might say, Bud Dupree, good luck, man. That's the thing that the Steelers have never done or haven't done in a long time. You have a dynamic player that's coming off a big season, and they say, we just can't make it work, and we're done. That's the one thing they haven't done. Other teams have. The Baltimore Ravens have. The New England Patriots have. A lot of these top contending teams, they've let, they've done it. They said, you know what? We just can't do it. We got to let you go. You're a great player, and we'd love to have you back, but we just can't do it. We got to let you go. They've never done that. Think about it. I'd love for someone in the live chat right now to tell me a player that they have done that with. I'm talking about a big-time player. Because right now, Bud Dupree is considered a big-time player. You're coming off an 11-and-a-half-sack season, big-time player. Double-digit sacks, big-time player. Can anyone think of a player, let's say in the last five, six, we can even go to 10 years, I don't care, that had been playing really, really well, coming off a great year, and they said, we just can't do it. We can't do it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm, I, I can't think of anyone. But maybe it's time the Steelers start doing that. If it's going to hurt... And you're going to have to figure out a way to mask that production in some way, shape, or form. But vodka drinker says Mike Vrabel. That was a long time ago. Vodka drinker. <laughs> Just talking about recently. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those situations where maybe they need to do it because people forget too that when you have those situations where you let a player walk, you're going to get a compensatory pick for it. And so obviously, Le'Veon Bell. It hasn't been made official yet, but. The Steelers are projected to get a third-round pick for him going to the Jets last year. This is something that a lot of players, a lot of teams, now that you can trade these compensatory picks, it's valuable. It's valuable. Some people are chiming in now in regards to players that might have had a good season that are not brought back. Reed says Emmanuel Sanders. That's a good example. They paid Antonio Brown. And, and Emmanuel Sanders spoke about this in his interview with the athletic. And he said, yeah, I knew that they paid AB and that was going to be gone. So he was out. He was the odd man out. I, that was a situation. And Thaddeus Kennedy says, Mike Wallace, where you had the young money crew, you knew you were never going to get, you had to keep them together. Not at the wide receiver position, not with all those players that, you know, are going to demand a lot of money. And sad, sadly, we should have seen the writing on the wall uh, with those three players. And, 
Uh, no one expected things to go down the way that they did. But when you think about that, man, what a great wide receiving crew that was. Ah, those were the days back when we had an offense in Pittsburgh. But there you go. So value, I think they do value Bud Dupree, but how they handle that situation is not, not an easy situation because everything has a ripple effect from the salary cap down to the depth chart to roster moves, everything, everything, everything. So that was your little trip around the Pittsburgh Steelers free agents heading into the 2020 offseason. Don't forget that the new league year starts in March, and that's when free agency begins. That's when it is a free agent frenzy. It is incredible how that day has become, I should say day, days have become News will break at the oddest times early in the morning. And even crazier is how free agency doesn't start till, uh, let's say it's a Tuesday at 4 p.m. There are players that have deals done well ahead of that because they have that legal tampering period now where you can just, you can talk to teams. And so the actual beginning of the, of the league year is not so much as important as it used to be. All right. Went a little bit longer than I wanted, but I did want to answer some of your questions. After all, this is the Steelers burning question, and you might have some questions of your own. So if you are watching live on YouTube and you're in the live chat and you want to make sure that your question gets answered, you can use the Super Chat feature down by the comment bar on the right. is a little dollar sign. You can click that dollar sign and don't any amount, donate any amount of money to the program. We really, really appreciate anyone that does that. For those that wonder, what are that, where does that money go? The money goes to things like giveaways. We gave away a David DeCastro autographed football earlier this year. Um, we've given away a bunch of other stuff, and we've also purchased new microphones to help with our sound quality to make this the best Steelers podcast on the internet. So let's get to some questions here. Thaddeus Kennedy says, what do you think about Sanders saying his bridge is burnt with Ben? That dates back to when he went to Denver. He talked about how, different it was with Peyton Manning than it was with Ben Roethlisberger and I think Ben Roethlisberger probably and rightfully so took that to heart now everything that we hear as fans says that Ben is better than what he was then meaning he was a better teammate that he is not as immature and uh, but we'll see ultimately um I, I really don't care what Emmanuel Sanders says but I did tell Lance when we were going over the free agent said up until those comments were made I would have been okay with Emmanuel Sanders coming back to Pittsburgh for the final few years of his career, similar to Plexico Burris coming back in the final years of his career. But we'll see how much he has left. Let's see what kind of Super Bowl he has on Sunday. That'll be interesting, and maybe he'll win another ring. You never know. Michael Tool asks, could the Steelers franchise Dupree and trade him before the draft? Yes, they can do a sign and trade where they put the franchise. But here's the, here's the caveat, Michael, is that if they were to put the franchise tag on Dupree, not only do they have to have the salary cap space available to give him that, but also they have to find a team that is willing to pick up that cost. And so unless there's a team out there that says, we just want Bud Dupree for one year, they're going to have to talk to his agent and say, we want to get him signed long-term. And we want to make sure that that's a possibility. But you've seen players, um, most recently, Jadavian Clowney with the Texans was franchised and then eventually got traded to Seattle. So there, they, that is a possibility. But again, you have to have the salary cap space. You have to have the salary cap space. All right. Um, let's see here. Isaac, longtime listener, he says, I think the real question is, do you pay Bud to keep a stellar defense or let him go and maybe hurt TJ's production because of the double teams he'll draw? You know, Isaac, that's a really good question. It's a really good point. My only thing is that TJ has gotten his production no matter what. 
when Bud Dupree was only getting five and six sacks in a season, Watt was still improving. And you can only commit so many blockers to one side. And people also forget that TJ Watt did his damage this year without Stefan Tuitt right next to him. When Stefan Tuitt was there, you good luck. Good luck. You want to put a tight end over over the tackle? That tackle might have to come down down the line to help with to it. Next thing you know, you got a one-on-one with the tight end. I'm just saying that I think TJ Watt is good enough. And I think he's becoming a transcendent player, a player that you have to account for every time you play them. If he isn't there already. So Isaac, I think that you the question is, do they want to pay Bud Dupree and keep a stellar defense? But I don't think it's going to impact TJ Watt if they let him go. I just think he's that good. Period. So all right, let's go with another question here. Thaddeus says, I want to buy a Fitzpatrick jersey. Do you think he changes his number next year? That is a great question. I didn't think the players were allowed to change their number midseason, but some t- I could have swore someone that got traded, maybe it was Jalen Ramsey, when he got traded from Jacksonville to the Los Angeles Rams, that he had a number change or another player gave him his number. Therefore, that other player changed his number. I don't know. I don't know but if he goes to, I think he was 29 down in my Miami. If he changes, it, it's going to be, that would stink. If I had a 39 Jersey, I would wait. I would wait and see, take a wait and see approach. And then once the next year starts, if he doesn't change his, if he doesn't change his number, Hey, you can always try hitting him up on Twitter too. You know, send him a message. You changing your Jersey number. I want to get your, I want to get your Jersey. A lot of times maybe he'll say, no, I'm sticking with 39. You never know. It's worth a shot, worth a shot. So, and I know Haas said it, that was Cam Kelly's number. It was, and he's no longer a member of the team. So therefore that number's available pretty much. So there you go. Um, let's see here. Uh, Robert Ellison says, do you think there is a cheaper linebacker in the free agency that they could go after? It all depends on what they do with Mark Barron. Mark Barron can save them a decent amount of money in terms of the salary cap. But at the same time, do you want to let him go? If you look at the free agents I mentioned earlier in the show and Tyler Matikavich is one of them. Okay. If you let him walk in free agency, which is fine. I said that myself, but you let Mark Barron go. Who's your, where's your depth at inside linebacker outside of Vince Williams and Devin Bush? Not there's, there's none. Let me, I'll make it simpler. There's none. So for me, I think it's absolutely important that you, you, you got to keep one or the other and in me, if you're talking about legitimate depth, you keep Mark Barron. I think they keep Mark Barron. And I, I maybe they'll get a linebacker. Think um, maybe like an LJ Fort type of player. He's going to be a good special teamer. He's athletic, fast, someone that is, you know, kind of a duplicate of the Mark Barron mold. And maybe they get them on the cheap. We'll see. I don't have anyone in mind, so I apologize for that. But that's what I would think. Um, let's see here. A couple questions of coming in. Apologize for the hold up here. Snowman asks, can the Steelers sign anybody long-term or do they have to wait until they have a new CBA? There haven't been a lot of names, a lot of contracts done recently. And the CBA might be a reason why, but they can sign anyone they want right now. Their season is over. So right now people say like, oh, that they can't really have any discussions or, you know, they can't start any negotiations. That's not true. The, the Steelers free agents, they can talk with them. But remember, a guy on the unrestricted free agent list that we went over, 
unless they are sold on staying in Pittsburgh, then they're going to want to wait. They're going to want to see what else is out there. And you can't blame players for doing that, period. So unless they go to BJ Finney, hey, man, hey, we want to give you a nice $2 million signing bonus. We want to sign you to three years, okay, and a fourth-year club option, guaranteed, total $15 million. I'm just, I'm literally spitballing numbers here. We want you to sign right now. Unless Finney goes, yep, I don't want to go anywhere. This is it. Sign on the dotted line. That's the only way they're going to sign our unrestricted free agent right now, in my opinion. So, all right, here we go. Let's see here. Uh, people are asking about number changes. I don't know. I have no idea. So our last question here, <laughs> Ha says, why is LJ Fort good now? He wasn't bad for Pittsburgh. Like, I hope people don't realize that. I was one of the people campaigning for him to, to play more. And so LJ Ford has always been a very, he's a high motor guy. He does have his limitations in run support, but he's an athletic player. He's an athletic player that can that play in space. But he found a good fit with the Ravens. Good for him. He's a long and sorted way there in terms of Philadelphia, but he got there. Robert Ellison says, how about moving Edmonds, the linebacker, and looking for a safety? I do think safety should be on the team's list in terms of, Finding some depth. Let's look at the depth behind Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds right now. Jordan Dangerfield is on the restricted free agent list, but he would be there. Marcus Allen. That's about it. Cam Kelly's not on the team anymore. They cut him after his run in with the law. So when you look at the situation, yeah, they're going to need a safety. And that's why everyone says Sean Davis. Well, Sean Davis is going to want to start somewhere. But I do think that Terrell Edmonds could be in sub packages, a linebacker type safety. Please don't come at me or really anyone on our channel with these ludicrous questions. Like, hey, why don't we move Devin Bush to safety? That's that's ludicrous. That's crazy. Devin Bush is everything that people said they wanted to replace Ryan Chazier at inside linebacker, and now they want to move him to safety. Funny thing is, they said the same thing about Chazier. Don't say, you know, Terrell Edmonds stinks. Let's move him to, to linebacker. He's not a linebacker. You don't draft players and then just completely switch their position. What you could do is say, hey, in this sub package, we're thinking about playing you more as a linebacker type. That's fine. And I think he would be good in it. I think he'd be good in that situation. But you have to have another safety that can play behind him. There you go. We'll see. We will see. Well, I'll tell you what, everyone, for a Saturday, middle of the day, talking about some Steelers free agency, we've had a good, good discussion. And, um, we have over, we'd have over 70 people, I think, at one point in the live chat. That's pretty awesome. I thank you all for, you know, I thank you all for being a part of this channel. Honestly, like, if I didn't have the live chat and all these people here, they're going over and talking about stuff and answering questions and asking questions, the show would have been done 10, 15 minutes ago, and it wouldn't have been as interactive. I love this. I love this about YouTube. I love this about the live streaming service we use. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for being a part of this show. If you didn't know we had a YouTube channel, go to um, youtube.com and search BTSC Steelers Radio. Before we go, Isaac puts $5 in the tip jar and says, people need to realize this isn't Madden where you can change player positions. Yes, thank you very much. You can't just go on to Madden and say, ah, I'm thinking... I want to put Devin Bush at running back. It just doesn't happen that way. This is real life. Okay. This is real life. And lastly, obviously, if I've said it, but I said at the beginning of the show, I'll say it again. If you're listening on audio platform, follow our channel, whether that's on iTunes, Spotify, Google play, um, anchor, uh, there's a million of them. Find one, like it, follow it. 
if you're on iTunes, give us a good rating. Give if you like the. I don't want you to give us a crappy like. Oh well, Jeff told me to do five stars. So I'll give five stars. No, I want you to give an authentic rating. Give us a good comment. People read those things. All right. So be be truthful, but be nice. All right. Hey, tomorrow, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, we will be on. I'm thinking before the game. It might just be me. I might be able to coax someone else on the air with me. But we're going to be talking about some Steeler stuff. We're going to be talking about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54, a little primer for you. Um, mainly the talk will be about the Steelers, period. This is a Steelers channel. So we've talked about the Super Bowl, but honestly, we will be on tomorrow. Thaddeus says, Joe, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm thinking right now 3 p.m. might be a good spot. 3 p.m. might be a good spot to talk about. I don't know. Pittsburgh Steelers talk. That's what we're going to talk about. Pittsburgh Steelers. So make sure you keep that out. Um, we have a show a day, seven shows a day. You've already gotten two today. So this will be eight this week because obviously we had the NFL playoff preview that ran just before I went live during this Steelers burning question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you everyone for watching, for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you. Have a great Saturday. Everyone as Lance Williams always says, tune in. Tell a friend and subscribe. We'll see you next Saturday for another episode of the Steelers Burning Question. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.